could, I could take your account right now to 100K by the end of this month if you wanted to. Yeah. But building a community is not something you can just buy. Yeah. Um, you know, you, you have to you have to build it, right? Yeah. And it, that takes time. So yeah. community and culture and, uh, and credibility, man, those are the two main things that make up a successful personal brand. If you listen to this podcast and find anything at all valuable, make sure you take a screenshot and tag me on Instagram at Billy Garten Jr. so I can see it and repost that to my story. Also, if you have any questions or inquiries about what you want me to speak about on this podcast, I want to know. Message me at Billy Garten Jr. and I'll be sure to get back. Thank you for listening to another episode of the Inspiring Young Aspirers podcast. Welcome to the Inspiring Young Aspirers podcast. I'm your host, Billy Garten Jr., a 21-year-old entrepreneur and professional athlete. On this podcast, we'll be interviewing some of the most successful world leaders in their space in both business and sport. People who've amassed success, wealth, abundance, and most importantly, happiness, often after fighting incredible adversity. The hope is that through this podcast, we're not just going to inspire you or motivate you, but rather through the tips and hints that my guests share, spur you into action. If you're young and motivated, join me on this journey as we ignite the passion through some of the world's most inspiring stories. You know, when you wake up every day knowing exactly what you're striving for, nothing can stop you. Starting out my podcast, it was fundamental to me that I make it as professional as possible. And I could not do that without the help of podcast backdrops. Make sure you check out podcast backdrops on Instagram and put in the code BillyGarten to receive a special discount. Now let's dive into the episode. Life isn't about finding yourself. Life is about creating yourself. And for our guest today, Alex Lombard, that is exactly what he has had to do and has continued to do for the past seven years. Alex is a digital entrepreneur and an influencer marketing expert who for the past seven plus years has been building expert brands across different social media mediums. He is the CEO of the premium influencer marketing agency Vision Wall and the owner of multiple Instagram accounts that add up to a following of over 1.2 million followers. His company focuses on helping already successful entrepreneurs acquire the online credibility that they desire and most importantly, deserve. And for somebody like myself who has been in that world, who continues to explore that world, this is a conversation that I'm extremely excited to have, one that for aspiring entrepreneurs who are listening to this podcast will bring extreme value, I'm sure. And so Alex... Thank you so much for taking the time. We're incredibly humbled to have you on. Hey, man. Thanks for having me. That was a fire intro. <laughs> <laughs> appreciate I appreciate it. it. <laughs> I appreciate you. Well, Alex, I am I'm big into unraveling things and, and sort of diving deep into the history of how you got into this world of, of branding. If we could start sort of plain and simple into you and your world, where did this world of entrepreneurship, the mindset tendencies, where did it all start for you? Yeah, man. So yeah, let me run through my story. So um, I'm 28 years old right now. When I was 21 is actually when I got into the world of entrepreneurship. But prior to that, um, you know, I was just kind of a normal kid, man, that was growing up, you know, I, I lived in, uh, in the Midwest in Michigan, yeah. in the United States. And uh, yeah, I didn't have any business minded people around me. I didn't have any entrepreneurs around me. My both my parents to this day, you know, work your, your traditional nine to five jobs, um, you know, business entrepreneurship, any of that never really was even on my mind it wasn't something that was around me in my environment growing up. Mm-hmm. However, the biggest key man for me, when I look back on my life was that when, as I got older, I got into middle school, I got into high school. And especially as I started with college, um, I really realized that I just had no desire to go down the path that friends, friends, parents, and my parents were going down. And I started to just notice that the world was just changing, that technology was growing. This is back when social media just was getting going. I mean, Instagram started in 2010. I graduated high school in 2010, right? So I started seeing these platforms. 
I started seeing just, you know, kids go out there and do other things. Yeah. So I didn't know what I wanted to do, man, but I knew that I wasn't going to go to the traditional path of getting a job, you know, living for the weekends, living for a paycheck, you know, and kind of just working under somebody else. Um, and not that all jobs are bad. You know, I used to be really like anti getting a job, but I've realized that, you know, there are some great jobs out there for certain people. Um, but either way, for me, that wasn't the path I wanted to go. I wanted to do something fun. I wanted to do something exciting and I wanted freedom. That's really like the main thing that I was kind of, you know, trying to figure out. Um, And so as I went into college, you know, I I literally got a sports management degree, which (laughs) if you ask anyone today, that means nothing. Um, My own counselor told me it means nothing, you know, so I wasted a bunch of money there. But um, I, uh, I got that though, because at the time, I had this mindset of like, I wanted to do something different, but I also just had no clue what like business was. If you would have asked me about like entrepreneurship at that time, you know, 18 years old, I would have told you it's owning a gas station or inventing something, you know, like I had no (laughs) idea about like the digital age because that wasn't really like a thing yet. Mm -hmm. Um, So anyways, you know, fast forward a little bit at 21 years old, man, you know, I'm still in this mindset of just trying to figure out what I want to do with my life. Like most, you know, people around that age, um, and like I said, I, you know, it was kind of different from everyone else, just l- always looking for new opportunities. I mean, I, I tried, you know, I thought I was going to be a professional snowboarder, paintball player, hockey player. <laughs> um, you know, I went the sports route and then I got into, you know, just a gaming, like all sorts of things, man. Yeah. Um, so at 21 years old is when everything changed for me. I, I ended up getting connected with someone who was, um, you know, my age that was, you know, out there making money, traveling, you know, living this life of freedom that, and they dropped out of college. Like they were living this life that to me was like, holy crap, like this is what I want. Um, and they were in the direct sales business, you know, and I didn't know anything about that industry and never heard of it before. But all I saw when I was that age, man, as I was 21 years old, I got introduced to kids that were literally 19, making six figures, a quarter million, even a million dollars, like traveling the world. And so I was hooked. I was like, I'm all in. <laughs> and so um, it was at that point, I pulled the trigger, you know, gave up my last like $500 I had to my name to start this, you know, this direct sales business. Um, and, you know, to fast forward to today, it's not something I'm involved with anymore, obviously. But what it did, man, it was it got me in the door. It showed me what real entrepreneurship was yeah. by introducing me to a world that previously didn't exist. Right? I started reading books for the first time in my life. <laughs> uh, I got through all of school and never read one book. Yeah. You know, I would guess on all the tests. You know, and so <laughs> it's like the first time I ever read a book. It introduced me to not only young people but just people in general that were making money, that were successful. Um, it, you know, I, I started going to these big events of thousands and thousands of people that were all like-minded and high energy and thinking different. And it like, it showed me a different world. Um, and it was actually at that point, you know, when I got started in that business, if you know anything about that industry, you know, that it's all about, you know, selling products through like a direct sales team. So you're building and recruiting people. And, uh, and you, when you're in that space, everyone who gets involved with it, you, you soon realize that what's called like your hot or warm market, which is like your direct, you know, friends, family, things like that. You run out of that pretty quick because you go <laughs> ask them all and they all say, no, you know, it's a scam, whatever. <laughs> and, and so I did that. And, uh, and I was forced to look for other alternatives, you know, cause I was determined to make it in this business. Yeah. So that's when I actually got introduced to Instagram specifically, Again, long story short, had a kid on my team that um, had like 5,000 followers on Instagram. He was making money already from it, getting free stuff. Um, he had like an exotic boat page thing. And uh, and then he showed it to me and he's like, dude, you should you should build an account uh, and use it to recruit and leverage it to, to build this business. And that's literally what I did for like three years. Um, and then that's, you know, a whole nother story. But yeah. when, it, when it comes to Instagram, that's kind of how I got started. And, right. uh, and ever since then, man, it's been a journey. So <laughs> tried to make that as quick as I could. No, that's brilliant i think that's phenomenal there's a lot of things in there that i want to unravel with you obviously you tell sure, about college before which is a world that i'm constantly battling with right i went to college i didn't graduate i still don't have a degree and i don't know at the moment i don't want to go back i have no intention <laughs> to um so that's a world that i want to dive into as well i think one of the most fascinating things that i heard there was surrounding yourself with like-minded people right which mm. led you into first and foremost the understanding that it's possible yeah, right? exactly. Um, I think a lot of people in college, because the average mindset is to get a job and follow this life of getting a job nine to five, mediocrity is what I'm sort of calling it at the moment. Yeah. Um, people don't understand what's out there and they see what's out there is so rare that they don't believe they can have it. Mm-hmm. Right. And so what was the key for you in, in, in finding that? Was it specifically diving deep 
into this audience more consistently? Was it, did you have to separate yourself from your, your college friends? What was the key for you to actually make that leap into that world when you had no idea at 21 virtually as to what you were going to do? So, well, honestly, it, it's one of those things where, you know, you hear the phrase that, you know, overnight successes take like 10 years in the making, you know, it's like <laughs> a famous, like Big Sean song, right? Yeah. And that's kind of what it was in that instance, man, because when I was presented with the opportunity, I literally was ready to go because I was already in the mindset, right? Because like I, like I said in my story, you know, previous to that, you had years and years and years of buildup of me just wanting to do something different, man. Like I just w- had such a desire and I don't know, like, exactly where it came from. But what I do know, and what I do remember is I remember being just countless times like in school, sitting there in class, number one, realizing that this information is completely pointless, right? Yeah. I'm learning, learning how to do like algebra and all these stupid things, right? Yeah. And it's like, I'm sitting there realizing this is pointless for me. And then I'm also sitting there realizing like, man, I, I don't want to, I don't want the life that I'm seeing other people that are ahead of me in life um, that they have. I don't want that, right? I'm watching my parents, you know, work these, these jobs where they're literally going in every single solitary day, five days a week, sometimes six days a week. You know, my mom's used to, you had different jobs where she would work literally like 12 hour shifts, you know, mm-hmm. and it's just like, just crazy stuff, man. And I'm like sitting there watching this. I'm like, I don't want that. Like I want freedom. That was always my thing. Freedom of time and freedom of money where I have options to be able to do what I want to do um, in my life, you know, and make yeah. decisions based off of what I want to do, not because it's, I have to do it or I can't get work off or I can't do this or whatever. Um, so there wasn't like one specific instance. It was a matter. It was just a buildup, dude. It was a buildup of years and years and years of me just constantly observing my environment, watching other people, um, learning things that again, I, I either realized I just had no desire to learn or like, you know, sparked an interest in some new industry. Um, and, uh, and then when the opportunity presented itself to me, it was a no brainer. It was like, Oh, this is what I've been waiting for. And then that's what ignited this whole entire journey. Yeah. Was it immediate success for you? No, dude, not at all. No, no, no. So yeah. So I said, I'm 28 years old right now. I started at 21 from 21 until really like 25 and a half. Um, I struggled hard, dude. Like it wasn't until just, you know, two and a half, three years ago where things started to pop off for me. Um, I mean, I literally was as broke as, you know, broke can be, you know, th- I'm super blessed because during those times, you know, I had very supportive parents, um, and they did help me out here and there whenever I really needed something. But, um, dude, I, I mean, I had nothing, you know, I was, I was in this direct sales business for like three years, um, never made more than like 500 bucks in a month from it. Um, but that wasn't them. That was just, you know, that was on me. I'm, I'm yeah. young. I have no network, you know, I have no skills, right? I didn't develop myself yet. And so, um, yeah, I really, man, I, I really am a perfect example of that whole, you know, bamboo story or you plant the seed and nothing happens for seven years. And then, yeah. you know, boom, after consistency and, and determination year eight or whatever it is, yeah. you know, it, it blows up. That's literally what happened. Like it was to me, it was like, I got started and then it was like, I was just, it was not even that I like went backwards. It was just, I never was able to go up. I was kind of just always like this, you know what I mean? And then, you know, then there was a few things that finally started to go my way, caught a little momentum, caught a little more. And then, then it really like started to take off. So, um, yeah, man, no, definitely was not an overnight success. I, uh, I've got to let you know, I love that story in itself first and foremost, because it's a story that me personally have, has been through and, in some ways and now starting to come out on the other side, but it's a story that is real. It's real entrepreneurship. It's real business. It's real struggle, right? The story that doesn't get told, like you said before about the overnight success, that's not real, right? The story that doesn't get told is that struggle, that, that mindset of brokenness, that mindset of, do I quit? (laughs) Do I quit and go into a job? Right. And so, I want to let you know I envy you for for first and foremost sticking through that. That's an incredible lesson, I think, for a lot of young entrepreneurs and young aspirers. Absolutely. Hey there, young aspirers. I wanted to take a break here and just talk to you about how I started my podcast. So starting a podcast can be quite daunting. You got to figure out camera equipment. You got to figure out sound, microphone, background, lighting, and that could be hard to think of. But when I found Blossom Media Studio, they made it so easy for me to just focus on what I actually care about, which is speaking to my guests on a weekly basis. Everything from pre to post-production gets taken care of. All I have to do is do what I enjoy, show up and record. So big thanks to Blossom Media Studio. Now let's get back to the episode. Um, what made you pivot into personal branding? You, branding you as a person. What, what, 
made you pivot into that world? Yeah, so it's funny, man. I actually didn't. I was on Instagram for like four years, maybe five years, where it was all just behind the scenes. Like my accounts were like the motivational quote accounts, you know, yeah. that you see. Um, it wasn't really until like I, like two years ago, I think, um, when I started to brand myself. And um, there was a lot of different reasons, but I think you know probably the biggest one, man, was it's like I just. I'm following the trends. Like I realized that, you know, through watching and observing again, you know, other people in the space, Gary Vanderchuk had a yeah. lot of influence on me, you know, top, top guy there. Um, but other people like him, where I started to realize, man, you know, having a personal brand really truly is so much influence and credibility and authority. Uh, and, and right now, but also in the future, you know, because if you can establish yourself, like you as a person, as a figure of authority in a specific industry, you know, people connect with other people. So if I can get people to, to see that, hey, number one, this guy's legit, he's credible, yeah. um, you know, for X, Y, and Z reasons. But then I also can build, you know, a, 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 like a rapport with them. I can build a community with them. Yeah. Um, then that's like the other part of it, you know, and that's kind of what I preach on is credibility and community. Um, and it's like, so that I just started to realize that, you know, just yeah. from, again, from observing, observing other people. Um, but also part of it too, man, was, I really like I since I have other brands, you know, and I don't I don't need all of them to be in the same space. I you, what I decided to do was when I when I wanted to go personal for with my main account, um a big part of it too, man, was also just the fact that I wanted to like I wanted to like document kind of like my journey in my life, yeah. not only to inspire other people, but also just for me, like, I think it's cool. You know, like, I think it's dope to be able to, you know, in, in 50, 60 years from now, like look back, I'm 80 years old, right. You know, 90 years old, hopefully. And I'm looking back and I'm like showing my Instagram, right. To, <laughs> to my, to my kids and grandkids. And they're yeah. just like, wow, that's crazy. You know? So I also just think it's cool, you know, and just a fun thing to do as well. Yeah. I think that's super cool. The, the talk of documenting, right? Most people, when they think about personal brands, everyone has a different opinion of personal brands. It's a lot of followers, it's press and publications, it's putting on this fake ego. And something that I love, I obviously dove deep into you as a person on your website and all of this sort of stuff. And I've been following you for a little while is that you preach authenticity and honesty mm -hmm. and just being raw and true in that personal yeah, brand. Yeah, cool you notice that. Yeah, and I love, I love that because that's everything I preach as well just being you and your story there's a huge saying that i love it's it goes something along the lines of the experiences you've been through in the past that you once saw as negative are the strength that guide your future right mm. and i think that rawness and authenticity is incredible to create that business and so the question i really want to ask you is like from a high level with all of these different opinions on personal branding and what it means what is your true definition of a personal brand yeah, yeah, yeah. So, um, well, like I mentioned, there's two main components that I believe that every, every personal brand has, um, you know, any, any successful, I guess I should rephrase that, you know, you can have a personal brand, but obviously there's a difference between having a, it's like saying you have a business versus having a real legitimate successful business. Yeah. Um, same, same thing here, but the successful personal brands, there's two major components that are like the umbrella that everything else falls under. Um, and the first one is credibility because here's the deal online today, and especially with social media, man, credibility comes from uh, the idea that, you know, perception is reality. So, you know, whether we like it or not, if you go to someone's account, they have 100k followers, a million followers, and they're verified, and they got thousands of really high quality images, and pictures of them on stage, you know, I mean, that you're gonna without even knowing their name without knowing who they are, you're automatically going to have a level, it's gonna be different for every person, obviously, yeah. but you're gonna, ha there's gonna be a level of credibility that meets the eye for that individual, right? Because the classic example is like, you know, if you got two accounts and they're both personal brands and they're both pretty much identical and they're both selling the same thing and you're interested in that thing, let's say it's like a real estate course, right? And you got two guys here selling a real estate course um, and you you happen to come across both of them in the same day. One of them's 100K followers, verified account has a thousand images and videos. The other one has a hundred followers, is not verified and has five images and videos. Which one are you naturally going to go to and send the DM and say, hey, I'm interested in your $2,000 program? Yeah. Obviously the bigger one, right? Yeah. But but here's the, here's the crazy thing. This is why I say perception is reality because 
that example doesn't necessarily mean that this guy over here with 100K followers is actually more really legitimate and more successful than this guy over here with 100 followers. It just means that he tapped into the Instagram right uh, space a little bit earlier or yeah. you know figured it out sooner. Yeah. So perception's reality. So credibility is number one because without it, you're not going to attract over anyone that really truly wants to you know follow you and be a part of your. It's hard to bring people over that you want to be eventually in your inner circle, buy yeah. your stuff, right? Really, you know, a raging fan when you don't really have any sort of you know credibility. You're not a figure of authority, right? When you go look at like a Gary Vee or or a Grant Cardone or a Russell Brunson, these guys are figures of authority in very specific spaces. You know, yes, they have an overall large brand, um, but they have you know you talk about Grant Cardone, it's sales in real estate like that's like his main thing right yeah. and pretty much everyone knows that but that's obviously not all he does but you know just as an example so yeah credibility is huge the second component on uh, and like i mentioned is community or culture and that's the that's the rapport part man that's like the building the relationship with the followers so step one's getting them in the door but then once they're in the door they're following you then it's then that's where the real work starts you know there's a lot of things you can do and a lot of things that i offer in my agency that helps people scale the brands and scale the credibility that's kind of what i'm good at but when it comes to the relationship side of it you know you you as the user has to do that um because you know you going in and responding to dms and 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 comments you know and and just yeah. any anything and everything in your account that's an important factor of it um, that has to be done over time consistently as well as utilizing your story feature, your videos, like utilizing the tools that Instagram gives yeah. to really show and showcase, you know, who you are as a person, you know, what you're all about, what you stand for, what you believe in, like, you know, that that's, that's in a very, very key part. Mm -hmm. And the last thing on this is that with the community, um, it takes time, dude, you know, there's, you can build a brand. I could, I could take your account right now to hundred K by the end of this month, if you wanted to, yeah. but building a community is not something you can just buy. Yeah. Um, you know, you, you have to, you have to build it right. Yeah. And it, that takes time. So yeah. community and culture and, uh, and credibility, man, those are the two main things that make up a successful personal brand. I love this world and I want to dive deeper into it with you. Um, the reason being is because from personal perspective in the past i've been somebody who has debated gone back and forth with this right somebody wants to build a personal brand who is i feel building a strong core brand around my smaller audience of four thousand whatever followers right and genuinely believes that with that number increasing could build a community and has the power to do that based on the story and the rawness and authenticity and all that sort of stuff where is what do you say to the people who don't believe in things such as like buying, paying for press, right? And putting yourself in giveaways and all of these things that naturally, as I'm coming to realize now, dramatically increase your credibility. One, are going to dramatically increase your response rate if you're doing lead generation through through Instagram. And in turn, are going to dramatically increase your income when you have a product you're selling. What do you say to those people who believe that that's fake? Yeah, so I mean here's the thing, man, is that that world is a very in-depth, deep world that a lot of people, you know, they don't like, they don't understand it. So when, when someone says to me like, Oh, I would never pay for followers. Usually what they're meaning when they say that is they don't want to buy a bunch of fake followers, which obviously no one yeah. wants to do that. Yeah. Right. And I don't do that. And I never have, and I've never done that for anyone else. Yeah. But, but that doesn't mean that you're, you don't necessarily want to pay for someone to come in and utilize legitimate strategies such as influencer marketing, leveraging large brands to promote you just like a digital billboard yeah. to build your audience and create exposure, right? That, you know, and so the thing is, is that the people who would say that, you know, generally speaking, they just don't actually fully understand, you know, what it is they're even talking about. Because again, it's like, nobody wants fake followers, you know, I and, and even, you know, though you mentioned like giveaways, that's just one, that's only one option, one strategy um, of many different ways that you can scale and build a brand. So overall, number one is that they, they probably just don't really understand that there's a lot more to it than that. Yeah. Um, but then number two, you know, that's also the same person, you know, who says, Hey, I don't want to pay for You know, whether or not they, they think it's fake or not. Uh, if they just don't want to pay in general, then, you know, for, for growth and, you know, for, for all that stuff in the Instagram space, 
those are also usually the same people that aren't willing to hand over money to go to an event to pay for a course, right? Because they don't feel like it's worth it, which is fine. But the reality is, man, what those things do when you hand over your money for a program that, you know, Tony Robbins is teaching or go to one of his seminars, you pay a couple grand. The whole purpose of doing that is that you're able to learn from a master um, in, in areas of life that you are trying to develop and grow in. Um, and, and so because of that, by handing over that money and attending the event or, you know, in this case, you know, buying, um, shout outs and building a brand, what it does is it just fast tracks it, right? So yeah, dude, you could go and organically build a brand on Instagram. You don't have to pay for anything. You don't have to do anything with anyone, but like the reality is dude is, you know, you got you versus the guy over here, not paying for anything. And in a year from now, you're, you're at a hundred, hundred K verified million, whatever, making money. Like you said, lead gen, you have a whole brand, thousands of, you know, creatives and you have a whole culture and this guy over here, you know, in a year has went from a hundred to a thousand. And it's it's like, so it's just kind of like, you got to decide, you know what I mean? Like, what do you, what do you want to do? It's the same example of someone, you know, going to an event or whatever. So yeah, yeah, that's what I would say, man. I love that saying you said before, perception is reality, right? I've never heard that before. And I think it's, it's super cool because someone comes to your page and subconsciously, right? As as much as we all say it, as much as we all say followers don't matter and, and being verified, it doesn't matter and it shouldn't matter. And there's something in our subconscious that when you visit a page and they're verified and they have followers, it's like, not even I want to work with them, but for somebody who um, you might get more podcast appearances, right? You might get more opportunities to connect with bigger entrepreneurs. And I've seen it with young entrepreneurs, even that I speak to on the phone and with all due respect to them, there's a little bit of a disconnect between their online audience and how they actually are in person. But the credibility that they've been able to build has allowed them to build this unique, unbelievable business, right? Mm -hmm. So I want to ask you on a personal branding perspective for somebody who's starting an account, right? Or even somebody who's in the midst of their account, what's the first thing they do? Where do they put their money if they have money to start? Yeah. So, um, that's a good question. So it kind of depends because if, if someone is starting out and their goal is to, you know, scale the brand and build the brand, um, that's obviously one, you know, one route, whereas other people get on and, you know, like when I actually started the whole goal, I didn't really care about followers. I just wanted to make money, you know? Mm -hmm. So I was like, well, we're all the ways to make money. So there's different strategies based off what you're trying to do. But for someone that legitimately wants to play the long-term game and build a brand on Instagram, um, is willing to, you know, invest into it. Um, the very first thing is obviously setting up your, your account correctly. Right. So we do like, I do like an entire strategy session with clients where we get on and we work through the components of Instagram and giving them the fundamentals that, you know, are real, like legitimate principles of Instagram, talking about their bio, talking about their content strategy, talking about, um, you know, their story, how to use it effectively, all these different things. And so setting up their account properly. Um, but the, the very real first thing before you even pay for anything, dude, is, you know, high quality content, um, that's valuable, is still, I mean, that's been around since day one and it'll never go away. Yeah. You know, you have to have high quality, valuable driven content yeah. and you got to have a lot of it. You know, it doesn't, like, here's the thing. If you're just starting out and you have five followers and, and you have one post and you go pay a, an account that has 10 million followers to promote you. Yeah. You'll probably gain some followers, but like, you'll go from five to like 200. And it's just like, that's not really like, that's not a lot, you know what I mean? Like in the world of, but you just paid five grand for that (laughs) post, you know, on that dude's account, right. With 10 million. So that's the thing is like, you gotta, you gotta build the value of your page because you gotta understand when you start getting into growth methods, um, there are a lot of different ones, right? Like you mentioned the giveaways, you know, and those kind of work for anyone. So that's where it's like, Hey, we can literally take your account from zero and just scale it but it's not really going to last. You're going to lose a lot. You know, there's a lot of cons to it, but if you want to do it more of a a legitimate way and you want to leverage like influencer marketing strategies, um, which is more of what I do, um, you know, those don't really work unless your account is up to par, because here's the deal. If I go and I, on my million follower account and I promote, you know, you people are, all I can do is expose you, right? I can just create numbers on or create exposure rather of a lot of numbers of people to see your page they decide to follow you. But if your account doesn't look good, they're not going to follow you. You know what I mean? I can't force people to follow you. So, um, so yeah, you know, the very first thing, man, would be getting your account set up properly. There's tons of material out there you can check out. I have a free ebook that helps you with that. Um, and then, 
the second thing would be really focusing on your content. Um, and then from there, before you even pay, dude, there's, there's free strategies. Go check out on YouTube. Uh, Gary V's dollar 80 strategy is what it's called. Yeah. Super simple. Yeah. You're shaking your head. Super simple strategy, man, that everyone can Uses do it for LinkedIn and, as well. Right? Yeah, exactly. Yeah. It works on pretty much every platform. Yeah. Um, and I mean, dude, I've had people literally gain hundreds of followers per day by doing that. Yeah. Um, and so there's a lot of things that I would recommend before you actually invest. Yeah. Um, cause think of it this way, man. And then I'll throw it back to you. I know I'm, I'm kind of no, ranting, but it. it's a good question. It's a really good question. So think of it like this, like, if you were going to go run ads, right, in any fashion, whether it's a TV ad or a Facebook ad, you know, whatever, you're going to go run ads for your business. Are you going to run ads? Let's say you're doing Facebook ads. You're not going to go run and pay Facebook or pay an agency to run ads and spend thousands of dollars on traffic if you don't even have a landing page set up, if you don't have a funnel built out, if you don't have a call team set up, if you don't have a webinar ready, like you're not going to do that, right? So it's the same concept here. Don't go pay people to promote you until you actually have something for them to come over and, and yeah. realistically follow. Yeah. What I, uh, I have a, an important question here and something that I've gone back and forth with for the longest time. And it's, it's actually something that Gary Vee says, right, about when I've seen him. I've followed him for a long while and he's been a massive inspiration of mine that's gotten me into this world of just documenting, right, over creating and a question I have for you is where do you stand on his opinion of just pull out your phone and talk and post it? Right. Yeah. Yeah. So I think, I think it's a good, it, it, so it's, it's all about, um, for me, it's all about the context, right? So, um, I actually preach that strategy when it comes to your using your, with your stories. So when you're like filming on your stories on Instagram, I think the best way to do it, man, is just being raw, you know, and authentic and showing behind the scenes and you're talking to the camera and you're just like, you're just, you're just showing people the real you because there's something, there's a power with the story feature on Instagram that you don't get anywhere else. And that is the fact that they're, they're in the moment in time or within the last 24 hours. So when people click on it, you know, it's not a post that you polished up and spent time on that you could have taken the photo, you know, five years ago and you just posted on your feed. It's literally just like, yo, this is me right now. This is what I'm doing. Mm -hmm. And, um, and so there's just a, there's a level of connection to that. It's kind of like, I always use the example of like watching a reality TV show. It's like, why are those shows so big and why have they been around forever? You know? And it's like, and the reason why is because people get connected, you know, I know they're not like in real time, but you know, people get connected to the people in the show just by documenting and being a fly on the wall and watching their lives. You know what I mean? Like most of those shows are trash. They're not actually valuable (laughs) in any way, but like you're a fly on the wall and you all of a sudden get sucked into like their world. That's how the story feature is. So in in that context, I agree completely when it comes to like the feed though, that's where, you know, and I mean, I would disagree, but he doesn't even really mean it in that sense. Cause if you even look at his feed, dude, he's got professional graphics all the time <laughs> on, you know, and he's got high quality stuff. So there is a balance like, yes, being real and authentic, he gets on there. He's got a sick video that, you know, it's just him holding the phone and he created a video. And, but like the difference is, is like, it's got good lighting. He, you know, his team took it, chopped it up, added the little emojis, added things, added text, right? Like there's more to it than that. You got to do things that are above and beyond everybody else. Cause again, the biggest question I always ask, man, is that's like, what separates you from the other billion users that are on Instagram, you know? And, and, uh, and if you look at Gary's page, yes, he's real. Yes. He's authentic. And yes, he's documenting, but like a lot of his stuff is a mixture of documentation with real legitimate value and creativity put added to it. Yeah, I think uh, one of the big things that because I am in the young entrepreneur space, right? I'm working with a lot of young entrepreneurs who are looking to not just build their brand, but use social media as a platform for growth, right? And I think you're, everything that you're doing in the growth and, and branding space is phenomenal, one of the biggest things that I tell people is, and it goes back to your story, like we were talking about, like that is your power, right? That is the power in your brand. So for somebody who who doesn't necessarily have video editing skills, right? Doesn't necessarily have a team that they can pay, right? To To create this quality content. Do they just tell their story in the stories and in the highlight section and then just take incredible photos and upload those? Or would you continue to say, do what you can with the resources you have and put out videos talking about you on your feed? 
Um, yeah, I mean, you don't, it, that just depends on what kind of brand you want to build. You know, I don't, I don't necessarily create videos for my feed talking about my story unless it was like in a podcast or something, but, um, you know, it just depends dude and whatever, you know, there's not like a right, this is the cool thing with a personal brand is there's not really like, yes, there are component, there are core components to it. Like I mentioned before, there are yeah. principles, right. But there's not like a right or wrong way. Like all these big brands, you know, and these big names out there in the entrepreneur space, all their accounts, yes, they have similarities, but they also have major differences, you know, like an Ed Milet does a lot of different stuff than a Gary Vee or a Tony yeah. Robbins obviously does a lot of different stuff than a Gary Vee. So there's not, it's not like you can't make it big. You know, I've seen accounts, man, that have the craziest stuff posted and they're huge, <laughs> you know? And, and so it just depends dude. And like what you want to do, but here's the thing is that you can use all the features that Instagram allows. Like you said, create, you know, if you want to jump on and tell a story in your, in your story and then add it to your highlights and you create a little thing that says my story and it's up there forever. I think that's a great idea. You can also utilize, um, like a lot of times what I do is I'll post a cool photo and then in the caption is where I really like lay out like what I'm thinking, you know, or if it's part of my story, you know, or if it's just some sort of value add I'm giving to people. And so I use the caption more than I even use like the actual content. Um, but you know, that's a form of content. So like I said, there's not really like, it's not like if you don't make videos of yourself on your feed or you can't be successful, it's, yeah. you know, there's not really like a specific way to do it. It's yeah. more just like, Hey, be real, be authentic and use the features that, you know, Instagram allows you to use. Also real quick, you mentioned about not having like the editing skills or having a team, dude, there are so many apps out there that are so easy to learn. It'll take you 10 minutes and you can just watch a tutorial and you can easily create text, create, you know, photos, videos, whatever. Um, but they're also in terms of like teams, you don't need to go hire a team for 50 K a year, you know, and have a legitimate in-house, you know, digital marketing team. You can literally go on like Upwork dude and hire someone for five bucks an hour and they'll create you thousands of pieces of content, you know? So, so, um, there's a lot of things today, man, that, you know, it it really kind of eliminates a lot of the excuses that people have, Mm -hmm. um, because it's so simple, you know, to, to get around them. Yeah. Stop. I'm interrupting my own podcast to talk directly to you. What do you care about? What is your deepest passion in this world? That is what you need to be doing consistently. So now that you know that, how can we align your content with those goals so you can build a personal brand that sells? That's everything we touch on in my eight-week personal branding accelerator. I'm opening up my next 50 spots as we speak. So DM me on Instagram at Junior, and we'll hop on a quick 10-minute phone call to see if you're a good fit. Now back to the episode. Something I want to talk about a little bit is the algorithm shift and the constant shift in the algorithm, right? TikTok obviously is a platform right now. The algorithm's favoring everybody. So as much as there's ways to to use influencer marketing and all those things, you can literally go on that platform, post, and get a million views. I'm fortunate that that has happened to me and continues to happen. But Instagram, the organic outreach and the organic engagement is just consistently dropping. So these Mm -hmm. metrics of use of hashtags, right time to post, and the use of reels, obviously, now that's been introduced, do those still matter? Or is it just the quality of content and then the use of paid strategies like you're talking about to increase that following and and credibility? Yeah, so good question, man. They definitely do still matter, but the difference is is it's like, they're not anywhere near, you know, what, how, how they don't matter anywhere near as much as they did before. Um, you know, like, cause he said, it's like Instagram has restricted it a lot on yeah. um, the overall organic reach. And, and all that really does, man, is it makes services like what I offer more powerful because it's like, Hey, like I know for a fact that if you go try to do this on your own, there's a 99% chance that you're not going to get very far, you know, because I've been in the game for so long and it's, it's very, very, very rare for an account today to start and just like pop off organically. That's very rare. Um, And so, yes, those things matter. Um, You know, how much they matter, I don't really know. There's no way of knowing for sure, you Mm -hmm. know, but it's like my whole thing is it's just use as many, you know, things as you can um, to help increase, you know, your overall brand exposure. It's like if, if, if you can reach even just one more person by posting some hashtags, like do it, you know what I mean? Like there's no, just use the tools that Instagram gives you at your disposal um, and use them as often as you can. Yeah. Well, Alex, I'd love to at some point get you to audit my page and tell me what I'm doing right and wrong. (laughs) Dive deep into that. Um, One thing I want to talk about, about you and, and something that for my audience is incredibly eye-opening, right? Is the life that you're living, right? You talked about that when you were first starting out 
that you were incredibly attracted to this lifestyle of freedom, this lifestyle of not necessarily money based on time, but freeing up your time and still being able to earn more and more money and do the things that you've wanted, which is a goal of a lot of people, like traveling and having these unbelievable experiences and meeting Tony Robbins like you've been fortunate to do and all of these things, yeah. right? When you start out, right, basically the question that I want to ask you is, for somebody, and again, from personal, probably a personal question in many ways, I've been told a lot about this saying, shift the narrative, right? I constantly tell myself this thought of, I can't travel until I make more money, right? Mm. And shifting the narrative is going to allow me to travel because that's going to inspire me to make more money and all these sorts of things, right? What was it for you that made you feel like the worth, rather than spending money to invest in yourself and continue to grow using coaches and mechanisms and all these things, spend some of that money towards this this life and where's the balance there for you? I just want to pick your brains a little bit on that journey that you've had because you've had some unbelievable experiences and I see it. I see it yeah. all over. Yeah, man. No, that's a really good question too. And You're crushing all these questions. Um because it's something I think a lot of people struggle with, um, including myself, you know, even to this day, there's definitely things where it's like, oh, well, I can't do that until I get to this level where I do this thing. You know, I'm, I, I always have battled with that. Um, but I think, man, like one thing that I've really tried to do over the years and I've been pretty successful at is I just like look at situations and I'm like, you know, if I, let's say it's something like I want to go somewhere. It's like, I really think about it just from like a logical perspective. I'm like, if I spend this money first off, is it going to, you know, I, I really love the analogy of like, think like five years down the road and then, and then think backwards. So it's like, okay, if I spend, you know, if I spend this $500 on this plane ticket right now, and I go on this trip in five years from now, am I going to regret it? Or am I going to be like, man, I'm so glad I did that. You know, yeah. I love that because it really helps. Cause most of the time, most of the time, there's rare exception, but most of the time you're like, you know what? No, like I'm, I'll be fine. You know what yeah. I mean? Like I'll make it, I'll figure it out. Right. Yeah. <laughs> um, I can't tell you how many times dude, back at the beginning when I literally had no money, I would just figure out ways to go on trips with, you know, the team and yeah. go to these conventions. And it's like, I was dead broke, you know, but the thing is, dude, is you just figure it out. Right. Like when we went on this, for an example, when I went on this, one of the very first big trips I did as an entrepreneur was going from Michigan to Vegas for a big convention that our company was having. And it's like all these guys going out there, man, they're making all this money. They're staying in the top suites in Vegas on the strip. I didn't have the money to do that. So we literally got this crappy little hotel that was like right off the strip. We're eating McDonald's breakfast. We're walking two miles every day to go to this convention because we didn't have money for a taxi. But here's what's crazy. When I think back on that trip, it was one of the best experiences of my life, even though I was dead broke, you know, so I'm glad that I did it. Right. Yeah. So yeah, man, I think the the balance comes into, you know, utilizing your logical brain and really just thinking about it. If I do this, is it going to make me a better person? Is it going to make me feel good? Am I going to have a good time? Um, and, you know, and then is it, is it, you know, and then going to flipping that and be like, is it going to ruin anything? Is it going to screw this up, you know, or whatever. And so I think it really just, it's like a situational thing more than just like a broad, like mindset. I think yeah. it's more just like in each individual situation, you just have to analyze it and really just ask yourself if it, if it makes sense, you know, yeah. to do for your personal life. Yeah. All right, I want to touch on travel tips because I'm sure you have some, <laughs> a little bit in terms <laughs> of this world of, of traveling, right? So I've, my audience knows and, and I've talked about it before. I've been somebody who has been quite fortunate, right? With my family background that I've been able to, unfortunate to have visited some of the nicest places in the world growing up and, and visited some unbelievable hotels which I'm incredibly grateful and humbled to have, have had that experience that's all I see how much that costs to do that yeah <laughs> I want to know about the other routes right people have introduced me to the other routes but I know that there's ways to do things with littler amounts of money and have an unbelievable time in some unbelievable places do you have any tips to share with my audience there? And I know this is a little bit of a different route, but I just love the, <laughs> the lifestyle aspect of, of what I've seen from you. Yeah, dude. I mean, um, you know, I I've definitely am fortunate enough now where I don't have to do this anymore. One of the things I really love is the, the, more, the more luxurious travel yeah. experiences because it's just so fun, you know, yeah. and it's something that I never had, you know. But when I definitely when I was before this, um, whenever I would travel, yeah, man, I mean, I think it just comes down to, you know, again, it is definitely more situational, but, um, you know, 
like for example, there's a there's a travel app um, in the U.S. that I'll use a lot of times, even still now, but it's called Skip Lagged, right. um, and it's cool because what it does is it finds airlines that uh, they use what's called hidden cities. So like like for example, let's say you're flying from L.A. to New York, um, and that's where you need to go, right? Well, if you just book a direct flight, you know, on um, on and like the, the, let's say it's American airlines or Delta's, you know, site, it's probably going to be, you know, premium, it's gonna be pretty expensive. And even if you just go Google it, Google flights, like you're gonna, it's going to be a lot of money, but on skip lag, what they'll do, and it doesn't work for every flight, but many times what they'll do is it's cool. They'll literally have, uh, like a, they'll find you a flight that the end destination isn't actually New York. Let's say it's Florida. So the flight itself is going from, from LA to Florida, but it has a layover in New York. And so what happens is that you get on that flight that's going to Florida and then at the layover, you just get off. And so that flight just happened to be cheaper than a direct flight to New York, if that makes sense. So (laughs) you finding like apps like that, man, little hacks, you know, those things help a lot. It's called skip lag um, for any of those that want to use it. But, um, you know, I mean, another one too, is an example I just gave, you know, what let's like when we went to Vegas and this, this works for everywhere, anywhere you're traveling, you know, generally speaking, there's always going to be like a more expensive area. And that's usually where like the touristy area is, right? I mean, it just makes sense. It's like if you're going somewhere where the resorts are, right, or the hotels are, or the stadium is, like it's always going to be more expensive there. So like one thing that I would always do, and, and, that, and I said it in that Vegas example was, you know, instead of staying directly on the strip with everybody else, we found a hotel that was like way down the strip and in like an old part of Vegas, that was so much cheaper than everything else Mm -hmm. because it's like not really in a great location. You know, no one wants to stay there. So it's a lot cheaper. You know, obviously you have to, there are of course sacrifices you have to make if you're going to go this route. One of them being we, we, in that case, we had to walk like a mile and a half every day to go to this convention, which kind of sucked, but it's just part of it. You know, it was worth it to us because I didn't, I couldn't afford, you know, $300 a night, you know, staying at the place that the convention was. So, um, yeah, man. So just little things like that. It's like, if you're going somewhere, it's like, find, find the, you know, the hotels or the Airbnbs that are kind of off the strip. Airbnb is a great hack, dude. Find a, a cheap Airbnb, split it with four or five people. Right. I mean, uh-huh. it's, it's so crazy what you can do there, but, um, you know, and then just eating at places like Chipotle where you can spend <laughs> seven bucks and get, you know, enough food to fill you up for like half the day. Right. Yeah. It's like just things like that, um, is what we would always do. And some of them I still do, you know, to this day. Yeah. I want to try and tie this into a little bit your world of of personal branding, right? The travel and personal branding. I know of quite a few people who are able to use their platform as an influencer um, to leverage opportunities, right? With maybe airlines or or hotels or any of these things. Are those opportunities that have been presented to you as a result of your presence online? Yeah, definitely, definitely. Um, we, I've actually been able to travel, man. A lot of the places that we've gone in the last few years. Um, it also, I mean, it helps that my my wife is pretty big on social media too. But um, we've been able to travel all, to a lot of incredible places uh, for free, which is really really cool. We collaborate with the resort. Wow. I've never done anything with an airline yet. That would be pretty cool. Yeah. Um, but the uh, resort itself, or like like for example, on our honeymoon, we went to Bali and we stayed at like one of the nicest. Um, yeah. Like like that, that super sick villa out in the jungle, you know, that was like virtually free. It wasn't completely, but it was like 75% off, you know, wow. because of our influence. And so, yeah, man, we're, we're looking at going to Tulum in Mexico, doing the same thing there. Um, that. we've done a lot of local stuff as well. Stayed at local hotels and resorts and, you know, out here in Arizona. So yeah, yeah man, it's, it's pretty cool what you can do when you have the, uh, the credibility, um, when it comes to traveling and, you know, and going to cool places. Yeah. I think, um, this is a cool topic that I want to touch on a little bit because from somebody who's in that mindset and has been in that mindset of a young entrepreneur right you look at somebody with influence and you look at somebody who's been able to use their platform to create these opportunities right and from an outside perspective it looks as though you know all these hotels are reaching directly out to you saying we'd love to collaborate with you we'd love to do this does that involve you directly reaching out sourcing these hotels that maybe you want to stay at and you doing the direct outreach to build that relationship with them yeah um pretty much all of them is actually that that strategy it's i don't they don't reach out to you um you know that's like they'll reach out to you if you got like millions you know if you're massive um see told you guys told you i knew it (laughs) 
Continue. Yeah, no, no, they don't. They don't. I reach out to them, man, all the time. I reach out to hotels all the time. And it's yeah. not even like it's totally a numbers game, dude. I'll reach out to 50, 100 hotels in a specific area before I actually land one of them. Yeah. Um, you know, and that's and so it definitely requires some some work for sure. Um, but yeah, yeah, no, they don't they don't contact us. Yeah, I knew it. And that's I think that's such an incredible message because there are millions of people who even the people that are getting those numbers that are like, why aren't people reaching out to me? This is weird. I know all these people that are reaching out to that are getting these deals and everything, but no one's reaching yeah. out to me and I have this platform. What does that yeah. look like? Is that you just sourcing out a, a hotel and, and and reaching out and saying, I'd love to do a few posts for you. I'd love to create a piece, a few pieces of content for you. How does that give us a little insight into that world and how that exchange looks? Yeah. Yeah. So, I mean, it's different for every place. Um, but essentially how they work, man, is I'll, you know, I'll shoot them. I usually will just DM them and then email them as well. Um, I'll find like, let's say we're going somewhere specific, you know, like we're, we want to go to Mexico. Like I'll find a, you know, a, a big hotel that's in that area. And then I'll just find related ones that are connected like around it. Yeah. Um, and I'll just do some basic Google searching and find different resorts and hotels that are in the area that we want to go. And then I'll simply just, most of them have an Instagram. So I'll go and I'll shoot them a, a message uh, and I'll email them as well. And I usually would just, you know, introduce myself and say, Hey, you know, between my wife, myself, all of our accounts on all these platforms, this is what we have. We'd love to collaborate with you on, um, you know, and, and like, let me know if interested, you know, and that's it. And then if they respond, usually then from there, it's figuring out what the collaboration is. And that's where it's a little bit more, um, again, case by case, you know, yeah. sometimes they're like, okay, we want these specific things, make a YouTube video. We want five posts. We want this, we want that other times they're just like, yeah, let's do it. And you just promote <laughs> us. And we're like, all right, cool. So, yeah. So it kind of just depends, you know, on what each, each place is different, man. You yeah. know, I love that. I think that's fascinating and such an eye opening thing to into the world of an influencer and also, uh, something that, goes beyond followers and to people who don't understand what followers can do for you and, and not just followers, but the credibility aspect. It's more than just that. It's more than just right. opportunity. It's more than just selling. It's more than just people visiting your page and being like, this guy's cool. It's more than just being sent free products, right? It actually opens up a whole new world of of amazing things and experience. It's leverage. Leverage. Yeah, leverage. you have leverage 100%. and you can do a lot with that. 100%. So Alex... This has been phenomenal, incredible insight into the world of somebody like yourself and, and for a lot of people in my audience who are looking to build brands and, and create this growth and live the life that they've always wanted to live, right? I think it's it's been incredibly eye-opening, inspiring, and, and also very practical. So before we close this out, where can people find you? What do you have going on? What you got? Up yeah, man. To? The best way to connect is just on Instagram, at uh, visionwall, one word, visionwall. Um and that's where, you know, again, you'll see, you'll see everything that's going on in my life. You know, I pretty much try to post stuff on, at least on the story every day and just kind of, you know, things that I'm, that are on my mind. So yeah, man, just go there, check it out, connect with me. If you're listening to this, shoot me a DM, let me know you heard it and uh, we'll go from there. Phenomenal. Well, Alex, thank you so, so much. Everybody else, you know what to do. We're growing every single day. I hope we are inspiring you every single day. We're having some unbelievable guests on with not just inspiring advice, but practical advice. So I hope you aren't just listening but you are implementing every single day. So if you haven't by now, make sure that you have subscribed to the Inspiring Young Aspirers podcast. Give me a follow on all platforms at Billy Garten Jr. I've said it once, I've said it twice. I'll say it a million times. We're going to the very, very tip top. See you guys next week. <laughs>